Previously on, those were the days. I just rolled a potato in cookie dough. I have to like completely change my intro now because it was also about puffy rice noodles <laughs> and Australian licorice treats. See, he has the same eyebrows. Very American. How long was it under your butt getting delicate? Now gone from Disney because they're villains. In He-Man, they were surprised that meat came on bones. Deep cut. The Nippa-Pippi being one of them. It's a very alpha dude that kind of mellows out because he meets a very alpha chick, two lunatic chicks, a megalomaniac puppet, and the coolest beard in the galaxy. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Welcome to Those Were the Days, the show where we take a look at classic TV and talk about it through a modern lens. Now, we're still talking about science fiction TV this time around, and like a kid who is good friends with an adult neighbor who's also a super genius, I need my good friends to come help me talk about our show this week. First, we start with the super strong Steven. Look, I didn't know this guy was the neighbor for the first 30 minutes of the show, and I was like, why is this husband so confused? His wife loves him. Anyway, this threw me off. I loved it. Thank you, Jerry O'Connell, for your contributions to modern entertainment. Next, we have the high-flying Amy. I think my favorite sitcom trope of the 80s and 90s was the sheer amount of power that a class president could yield. Like, you think presidential, like, you, you think that U.S. presidential promises are overreaching and blown out of proportion. No, 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 no. <laughs> Student council president is where the lies really start. That's true. And finally, we have the super fast, Travis. Hey, so I'm the cool guy at school, and you can tell that I'm the cool guy because I'm wearing motorcycle boots and a leather jacket over top of a vest, and I make extremely recent and relevant references like Watergate in the mid-'80s. <laughs> I don't know if show is written by adults 101. Watergate scandal in the first eight minutes of the show. So if... If you haven't figured it out, and you probably haven't because you probably didn't even watch the show, um, we're talking about a show starring Jerry O'Connell, a science fiction show starring Jerry O'Connell. No, not the one where he travels, travels parallel universes. Nope. We're talking about My Secret Identity. Uh, now, this was actually a Canadian show uh, syndicated in the U.S., which is why some of you may have no idea what we're talking about, with Jerry O'Connell as a teen who accidentally gets superpowers. Now, before we talk about it more, how about you guys? What's your connection with my secret identity? Steven? I had no idea this show existed. <laughs> and I was like, holy moly, Jerry O'Connell. He's a decent actor. And I was like, I was let down continuously as I watched, <laughs> as I watched this show go on. And I, too, loved the fact that this centered around the class president election. Because all I could think about is when my class president election came on, and literally no one cared. If the form hadn't been sat in front of us, we would not even have known we had one. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that guy over there seems all right. Yep. Checkbox. Yeah. What about you, Amy? <laughs> no, 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 not a clue. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, and I, I'm usually a big fan of Canadian television, but this one, 
This one did not did not cut it for me. <laughs> this was <laughs> wild. It just this was so perfectly a timestamp of the 1988 to 1991 yes. microcosm of the world, um, where the vest was king, and and that was all it took. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I had no idea. How about you, Travis? It was it was about wearing layers, right? You always yeah. wore layers. layers. Um, so I, uh, my memories of the show date back to, uh, earlier this week, watching it for the first time. Um, <laughs> I was like, holy I, crap, he knows about it. <laughs> I, I have known of this show for the past, you know, number of years that it existed. I did not know about it when it was on the, on the air. I never, never watched it, but I had heard of it and I knew, you know, enough about Jerry O'Connell to be like, oh yeah, he was on some show back in the late eighties called my secret identity that was it i didn't realize that it was like poor poor green screen for flying on a on a harness um random abilities i guess but like i don't know it was it was something it was something <laughs> honestly the effects in this were kind of better than smallville if you really you know like in spots like i actually believe that more than clark kent flying or jumping very far but then there would be things like the super speed, which the Flash probably a year later did better in so much as the effect of blurring him is one thing. That's fine. But there was nothing around, like nothing environmentally was disturbed mm-hmm. by him running past at Mach 2. Like <laughs> one of my favorite things about the newer Flash series was that they just basically had a huge budget worth of like fans and blowing paper around mm-hmm. so that would be he would just apparate into a scene and you would get the papers flying off the desk and they did that all the time and that's a there was none of that like he's running down the yeah. hall at the school and nobody cares there was some of that there's a little, little paper bit. flying and it, they they were very selective on how much they did that um yeah well the budget Probably wasn't very high, and they did a good job with the running because the blur is effective. Like, there's certain movies, even modern movies with super speed, that you're like, I don't believe that for a second. That looks terrible. Like mm-hmm. Superman one in 1979, give it a pass. It looked terrible then too, but it looks real bad. Like in Wonder Woman, I'm sorry, I did, there was something bad with wrong with the super speed in Wonder Woman. I don't know what it was. <laughs> But, like, when the legs don't move fast enough to kind of, like, when they look, they're sliding on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Captain America and Black Panther, when they run, you're like, okay, I believe that. But it's not like Mach 17. Right. So you can kind of right. let your brain. But I thought the blur was pretty good. Sorry to take us on a tangent there. I just have feelings. That, that's going to be this episode. I'm sure of it because of how <laughs> great. Like, I it's didn't not pick like there's this. There's a lot of plot to discuss. I was going to say, I didn't pick this for super quality as much as just. I remember watching this because it was syndicated in Atlanta and I remember watching it and had a soft spot for it. I was like, okay, let's do something that maybe not everybody has seen. And apparently I picked a good one because nobody's seen it. So my secret identity uh, produced from 1988 to 1991 on CTV in Canada, syndicated in the U S and later actually shown on the sci-fi channel because they needed sure. something. Yeah, they yeah. yeah. We got thirty minutes to fill somewhere. <laughs> so it starred Jerry O'Connell as Andrew uh Clements, uh, who is good friends with this super genius scientist neighbor, Dr. Ben Jeffcoat. Um and basically in the first episode, he's cutting the uh Dr. Ben's 
grass, goes to look for him inside his house, and gets zapped with some kind of photon gamma beam and gets superpowers because of it. So, and that was most of the first episode and just him figuring out his powers. Um, Lucky. Yeah. And it's funny (laughs) because I talked about this when I was telling you guys about the show. So, 1988 is when this show premiered. That's two years, just two years after Stand By Me. Um, O'Connell has still got a little of the pudginess at that point. Like, he kind of goes through puberty through this particular series. Like, by season two, (laughs) he starts getting, uh, looking more like the thinner Jerry O'Connell we see. This is, like, the second episode in the third and final season, so definitely looking a lot more, like, closer to the Jerry O'Connell we know or get to know uh, through the stuff we see after this. Um, well, because there was a period there where his weight didn't change. He just kept growing taller and right. stretching that weight <laughs> right. out. Right. They all mm-hmm. do that, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's yeah. the kid thing. They get a little chubby, and then they sprout. And you're like, mm-hmm. But not, like, all at the same rate. Like, no, some no. kids, their arms no. grow to a human man size, <laughs> mm-hmm. but their body does it. So, like, they could tap their knees while they're walking along. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen that happen. It's really yeah. strange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Humans are broken. That kid's <laughs> yeah. arms are extra long right now, aren't they? <laughs> yep. And um, it's not just you. It's it's interesting the superpowers he gets. Um, he starts out with super speed. He's invulnerable, has super strength, and the ability to float in season one. He doesn't actually control himself at all. And one of the things that they had him do a lot in the first season was carry aerosol cans around to point himself. I think by season two they were like the hole in the ozone layer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where the CFC Ah. joke came from. Exactly. He just just had to have a can of propellant on him at all times. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then the writers were like, "We got to stop doing that." In season two, he can just kind of fly slowly. Teen boy doesn't have propellant on him at all times in 1988. Uh, I right guard spray. Let's go. Um, and there's a couple times throughout the season where, throughout the show, where he loses his powers when exposed to certain radiations like electromagnetic waves or X rays, and it depends on the season on how much he actually loses his powers for whatever given time. It's, good, it's a good thing those aren't just bouncing around the atmosphere all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Never get hit by them. Yeah, whatever the plot demands. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so you know, Jerry O'Connell is obviously the most well known in this cast. Of everybody. Um, Derek McGrath plays Dr. Benjamin Jeffcoat. Uh, you know, he's been a character actor around, uh, same as Wanda Cannon, who plays uh, Stephanie Clements, Andrew's mom. Um, but other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, we've got Christopher Bolton as Kirk in this episode. Um, Andrew's BFF. Um, and he but didn't show up until season two. in this time. Like, well, yeah, you had to have one. Well, they took a whole season to get there because he didn't show up until season two. And it's a good thing they did. Like, it, it definitely, he definitely needed somebody to bounce off of. Yeah. Um, and then he's got a sister played by Marsha Moreau, uh, named Aaron. And that's your main cast for the show. And then, you know, all the little guest stars here and there doing different parts. I was trying to figure out what specifically my brain was trying to place Derek McGrath in. And, of course, it's another Canadian TV show. Uh, mm. It was Kim's Convenience. And I couldn't figure mm. it. Like, I'm like, oh, I, yeah. know, I know him. I know. <laughs> I know I know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Kim's Convenience, which is yeah. incredible. He, he looks like like a, 
an amalgamation of a few different character yes. actors that I've Absolutely. seen too. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like he's he's a, an offshoot of the Deloise family tree somewhere along the <laughs> yes. line. Yes. Uh, like I don't know. It's just is there's something about him. Which he's a Frankenstein we'll character. They created the sixty dollar man, and that's that's what <laughs> they ended up with. <laughs> And, and Stephen, don't feel bad about not knowing whether or not he's the father figure in this family or not. Right? Because it is probably one of the dumbest things they do in this show is play with that trope of a relationship between him and mom, Stephanie, as a so possible before, Yeah, he just walks in their house and hangs out. Like, no neighbor does. What kind of... Canada's we different, we did that a lot too, though. That was that was the eighties and ni- late eighties and nineties. Yeah. We were always having neighbors just walk in. Sure, um, the kids mm-hmm. would, but yeah. not like the I mean, single dad just yeah. strolling into the kitchen. Like it was always some other kid just would kind of wander mm-hmm. in, like Kimmy, well, you know, yeah. or Steve Urkel, whatever. Stephen, he's not even a dad. He has no kids of his own. He's just a right. So dude. what is he doing there? I'd be like, dude, can you knock? Like They're I got f- children here. Apparently, friends. <laughs> Good friends of yeah, the family. We're not together. Um, before, and they don't get into... Before we see him with the mom, he was like... At one point, he was standing there in his cardigan with his hand on his hip. And I was like, is this 1988 gay? Like, are we... Like, is he like... I can't... I can't figure it out. And then... And then... I mean, and then we got to close your beautiful eyes. And I went, all right. All right. Like, no, nah, not this one. All right. But, but in sir. fairness, he's wearing a pastel cardigan. And he's standing, you know, one hand on his hip. Real like, good. I get mm-hmm. it. It's shorthand. And what, you know, it, the thing is, too, he has the great job because, like, Hollywood in, in Hollywood, or or in this case, um, I don't know what you would call Canadian Hollywood, Vancouver, Canada Wood, um, <laughs> yeah, Toronto, Toronto. Um, Vancouver. Like, <laughs> the jobs, the the jobs that you have are like architect. Like so many people are architects, but also the other one, the other catch-all is inventor. Right, and he's an inventor, mm-hmm. so that just gives him the ability to have whatever scientific knowledge they need. Yep, pretty and much. He, and he can somehow support himself with a home and a lab uh, on an inventor's salary, which he's broke. Yeah. Well, it has to come from. It's fine. No, it's funny mm. they they don't get into it, but in other episodes they talk about he's actually apparently a famous scientist person no. who just mm. happens to live in this neighborhood for whatever reason. So. Um, I think we know why he lives in this neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Mom next door. Mm-hmm. hey So, with this particular episode, um, it's funny, I picked it because it had, like, double the sci-fi tropes in it between just the superpowers and then the whole mind swap Freaky kind of Friday. thing they do. Yeah. Freaky Friday. Yeah. Except they don't go full Freaky Friday. No. Um... No, but it apparently gives you amnesia or partial amnesia. Or yeah, maybe I think because it seemed like they didn't yeah. remember anything they did with their other personalities. Yeah. But then at the end, the mom weird. kind of does because she mentions whatever the bungee cord jump, which mm-hmm. yeah has never been said in the history now, of creation. No, no one calls no. it that. Now it, they they the daughter was doing a video, so mm-hmm. she could have seen it happen. True. That's fair, and you know I've experienced that, so I know what that's like, and it is weird um, <laughs> to to see video of yourself that you don't remember having happening. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit more about that on the uh, those were the days after dark? Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> talk about that later. 
I loved though. I loved how he he gets out his little whatever that gizmo was, which is just like a whirly gig. Yeah. Like it has no electronic parts on it whatsoever, but it's it's just spinning and shooting a beam out, right? So it's we're hitting all the sci-fi tropes. So good. And then <laughs> you could see it coming from a mile away when they when the two of them walk, the two boys walk into the house mm-hmm. yeah, and they oh, stop. And obviously, oh. like they're you know them stopping like that and being like, "What is going on here?" But they don't say anything. And then all of a sudden, the mom falls asleep, and her just her head tilts to the side, and the beam hits the prism behind her, and shoots on them. I was like, "Oh I yeah, definitely yep. missed mm-hmm. that part." Yeah, <sighs> I I love a good hypnotism thing too. I also like that, like it, it's another one of those things, right? It's like up there with, um, you know. Uh, diagnosing a woman with hysteria. <laughs> I was like, listen, <laughs> a little hypnosis is going to fix all of this. Don't yeah. even worry about it. <laughs> hypnosis. I'm a trade it. professional because I have this gizmo that I, I put they together. Had PVC pipe and pinwheels. They had phones right on the beach. That part killed oh, yeah. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sure they did. Yeah, Man, she I hated a, Denise. I had a phone did, on You the hear beach. that? You hear that tone when she was on the phone with Denise? How dare. She was not, I could tell from a mile away. Also, no one says anybody's name. I I remembered that from the old Penny Marshall. Yeah. Please don't make me call her Shirley every episode uh, (laughs) thing. And she was like, something, something, Denise. I was like, nobody, nobody's going to say the other person's name on the phone. We don't care. No. No. You could, writing is hard, but we don't have to do that. Listen. Also, the words dried chud were mentioned somewhere in all this, and it just really, <laughs> really got me good. It's like, you're a I, dried chud. I wondered who was going to be the one to bring up dried chud. Like, I knew it was going to happen. It was just a question of mm. which of the four of us were going were gonna to break that seal. <laughs> dried uh. chud. So for those of you who have not and will not ever watch this episode, <laughs> so it starts out with, the, with Andrew and Kirk talking about political strategy for student council president. Andrew's running, apparently. Um, the very important and influential job of student right, council right. president. Um, crap. <laughs> but he also apparently has a little thing for his opponent, who he's running against. She's in the gym, and all of a sudden, some equipment falls off the wall. And he races over there, uses his powers, is not seen, speeding through the gym right behind her, Yep, not seen holding this big old thing of bars up and pushing it back against the wall. Um, and then once everybody leaves, he just lets it fall and crash, and it's just like, oh, okay. That's the teenager part. That's how you're, mm-hmm. remi- you're reminded that he's actually just a teenager. He's like, well, nobody's going to die anymore. I'll just let this right. go. Um, this seems like a problem for the PTO. Right. <laughs> and then we skip to his little sister, Erin, trying to do a video diary, who's videoing her mom talking to her friend, Denise, who went to Tahiti without her for reasons. Um, and mom's not happy about it. Then we go back to Andrew and Kirk talking about stuff. Um, and it's funny, this is where they tie it into the whole... Like, how they tie it into actually swapping personalities um, in that they're talking about their different strategy. And Kirk convinces Andrew to loosen up. 
Um, Andrew decides to go with honesty, which Kirk is impressed with. And it's just like, okay. So then we go back to mom trying to fix the sink at home. And this is where we get Dr. Ben, Jeff Coat showing up. We're like, okay, okay random dude. Um, <laughs> but, you know, again, he's a friend of the family. Everybody knows him. He just shows up and talks to Stephanie. It's like, what if we try hypnosis? Because I know about hypnosis. Because I'm an inventor. Exactly. Yeah, I know things when I need to. Uh-huh. And so Ben gets his little device, uses it, uses it on Stephanie. She falls, and the boys just happen to walk into it uh, and get hypnotized themselves. It's funny because the phrase that Ben uses for everybody is, what was it? You'll have the traits of the person you most admire or something like that. Right. So for mom, Stephanie, it was Denise who went to Tahiti. And for the boys, no, it's... For mom, for mom, Stephanie, it was um, uh, Susan from Desperately Seeking yeah. Susan. It was yeah. Madonna's oh, character in Desperately right. Seeking Susan. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she hates you, Denise. As yeah. the one friend, like, as the friend without kids, I do feel for Denise. Like, it's not, it's not up to, like, it's not her fault. She's allowed mm-hmm. to go to Tahiti. Yeah. Um... But Andrew and Kurt come in, and they get zapped. And apparently because they were admiring each other just before this, that's how that works. Sure. So Okay, so not who you most admire, but who you most admired recently. Right. Yeah. You know, like in, the, <laughs> yeah, like in the Ninja Turtles cartoon when Splinter explains that he turns into a rat because he was just touching a rat, but the turtles turn human because they just touched a human. Sure. Right. Yeah. Logic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um... So mom, Stephanie, is now carefree and uh, just tells Aaron to take the day off of school. Um, and Aaron's just kind of... Incredible negligence here. Okay. Now, we'll we'll deal with say, the truancy office later. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was given the morning off of school to edit her video. Right. In 1988 yeah. or 91, whatever. Like, you're not editing a video in the morning in 1991. Mm-hmm. No. Like, like now, sure. No. But in 1991, you're not getting it. That's not happening. Right. That's Even now, days. you're going to need a lot of time. You, you, like, you could edit a real bad video in a yeah. couple hours. Like, you, you can do your TikTok. Like, that's fine. But, yeah. yeah. And still, someone her age getting a morning off from school for that. Yeah. That's pushing it. But, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mom tells her to take the whole day off. She's like, uh, okay. Um, then we cut to Andrew and Kirk, whose personalities are so different that they have to dress differently <laughs> <laughs> to make sure we know. Why do they the each point. have these clothes? Yeah. Andrew happens I mean, to have I get a why Kirk, Kirk has... I understand why Kirk has his clothes because that's definitely sure. like my mom makes my mom me dress like this on picture day. Go to grandma's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but there's no reason for Andrew to have they're a leather not. jacket and those terrible steel-toed boots. They were not no. um, and not the steel-toed you're thinking of. I'm talking about like the ones with the actual metal on the tips yeah. of the boot. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we see Andrew being all Mister Super Cool. Um, 
asks Kirk to go get some drinks. Kirk doesn't, so Andrew just uses his powers and brings the whole drink machine right outside the door. Without anybody noticing anything. Which is, of course, the epitome of cool, as mm-hmm. yeah. all of us teens in 1988 know. Oh, yeah. Fonzie was actually cool, though. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually cool. Then we get Stephanie Mom coming back after apparently being out at the beach all day with Raul the artist. <laughs> that dude's name is not Raul. <laughs> that guy's <laughs> name is... That guy's name is Chuck, and he oh. is really faking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Also, um, he sounded like Master Splinter. I don't know if everybody caught that, but his <laughs> accent and his the tone, he sounded like Master Splinter's from the 1991 Turtles movie. I mean, yeah, go back and it. listen to that. I guarantee you'll hear it. You'll hear it. And so, Stephanie's been blowing off work. Uh, Aaron apparently has been fielding her calls at home, because she stayed home today. Um... <laughs> Then we cut back to the high school, and apparently we're giving speeches to everybody outside. Um, Allison Ritchie wants to fight global warming, banning sure. CFC products, which I had to look up to remember what the heck a CFC product is. Chlorofluorocarbons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We were spraying those in the air all over the place Aquanet back in the baby. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, Andrew was doing that season one, so. Yeah. <laughs> Callback. Mm-hmm. All the cosplayers cosplaying as my secret identity, Andrew, spraying ACFCs all over the <laughs> yeah. place. Like, can you stop? And then Andrew gets up to work the crowd, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Hey, why don't we do, like the cool kid who's running for student council president, let's do the cool thing. So he wants a lunch, lunch time, sorry, lunchtime dance. Now. That's his platform. To his credit, at least that seems viable. Mm-hmm. That seems True. like something a student body president might be able to make happen. And, I mean, there are worse platforms to run on. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like free soda machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one you always hear. Every free time. soda in the cafeteria. Yep. It's, mm-hmm. No, that's not going to happen. No. Nope. But, I mean, is it in keeping with the spirit of stupid teenagers in, like, freshman, sophomore year to say stupid things like that? Like... We're not mature at no. 15. Oh, yeah. We're just looking at them because they're basically adults playing these characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, we have different standards. But a real 15-year-old might be like, yeah, free soda, and believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Does anybody <laughs> remember student council actually doing anything at their school? Because I don't. I was the treasurer of my class. Uh, I counted the money. The only thing I can think of is, like, every year the senior class would, like, buy something for the school, right? Like, it was, like, a new sign for out front or, like, you know, whatever. Um, And student council was mostly in charge of that. And then uh, Sue Palizzi, our class vice president, I get emails from her uh, still about, you know, reunions and Mm -hmm. stuff. So, like, she's still out there. She's doing the good work. Like, we clearly chose well. We chose yeah. someone who was going to go go with it. I don't so, remember yeah. our, our student council doing much of anything. I remember more of the group that called themselves the Gideons and their pranks that they pulled, like putting a couch <laughs> on top of the library. Because they a would classic. do things and they would write placed by the Gideons on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, they win. That's actually yeah. clever. Yeah, that's they good. get points. 
<laughs> but student council, here, like, not why the Gideons? We just had to stay after class sometimes and, and sit in a room, and everybody would pitch these ideas, and then I would have to tell them that that was a bad idea because seventh graders don't want to talk to seniors because they're afraid of them. So having <laughs> all the seventh graders mm-hmm. go get stuff from seniors is stupid. And I was like, give them to their homeroom teachers. Guys, come on. Somebody they trust, they can talk to. Y'all have never been nerds before. This is your problem. Yeah. I do remember. I do remember there was like a, a computer dating matching thing once that you filled out a survey and then and then they ran it through a computer in 1996 and um, you got a paperback with your like top matches in your class. Yeah. That's nice. cool. Yeah. Hmm. Was it accurate? I don't know. None of the people that I matched with were like would talk to me. I wasn't cool. Enough, so. <laughs> They're lost. Couldn't tell you. Can tell you the guy I was dating at the time did not make the top fifteen. So <laughs> you know, that's fine. It's when you just write them in yourself. Yeah, it's just it's great. It's great, honey. We're doing everything's great. Yeah, look, look how we are. We're great. I wrote it in. Everything's going we're fine. really well. We to decide our fate. <laughs> Stupid computers. That or you just keep singing the opposites attract. Yeah. 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 There you Duh. go. Obviously. <laughs> okay. So Dr. Ben goes to check on Stephanie mom and uh, he's quite surprised by the way she's acting. Um, she even asks to go on uh, a vacation with him. Then Kirk walks in and Dr. Ben is like, what is going on? Well, because Kirk walks in looking like, um, you know, Beaver Andrew. Cleaver. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then Aaron comes in and shows Dr. Ben the video of what her mom's been up to. And Ben's like, oh, I know what's going on. This is my fault. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. Yeah. You meddled. And immediately gets his uh, little machine to unhypnotize them. And then goes to find... reverse function. Like, just... Right. Him. He's like, yeah. Just reverse the polarity. Go yeah. be normal. Tacky on pulse, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then goes to find Andrew to do the same thing with him. Um, <laughs> and that doesn't go great. No, because so he, he finds Andrew skywriting to vote for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, our good doctor convinces Aaron, Andrew to come to his uh, lab. Andrew starts talking smack about making money from the powers and how he could blackmail the good doctor for giving him the powers. The good doctor's like, uh, yeah, I could also have you arrested for trespassing because that's what you were doing when you got it. Um, did, did anybody notice, though, when he was skywriting, like when he came down, how he was staring at his skywriting gun like he was really confused about it? Like he's just <laughs> looking at it like... What am I even... What is this thing? I don't know. And the doctor's like, hey, Andrew, he just goes back to looking at it. Like, is that what people do? Like, they're done spray painting and they just wander around just looking at it. Like, mm-hmm. Look at this thing. Look at what I could do with it. Look at this that marvel of modern science. <laughs> that, or it was just such a weird prop. Jerry O'Connell just couldn't take his eyes off. Yeah, like, just like, is this built supposed this? to... How's this supposed to work? Is this really... Milk this carton work? with, like, part of a spray gun on it? So... But Andrew gets unhypnotized, and then we go back to school. 
Uh, Andrew apparently was easily elected, but he decides to step down because he knew it's not a good thing. Tries to ask out Allie. Um, Allison Ritchie. Uh, but apparently Kirk beat him to it because Kirk as Andrew personality apparently really, uh, bonded well with Allie. In the uh, vestiest vest that has ever mm-hmm. been worn. Oh yeah, for sure. And to that's definitely it, a relationship that's going to last. It's fine. Right. I mean, even Andrew says, I give it a day. Um, yeah. and knowing what we know about Kirk, we're all like, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we come back to the house. Uh, ben and Aaron are there. I mean, Andrew and Aaron are there cleaning up. Dr. Ben comes in. Uh, Andrew spouts out some junk insults to him. And he's like, what? Did that not work? And Andrew's like, ha, just, just gotcha. It was a joke. <laughs> it and was then, like actually mean, though. Like what he said yeah. was really mm-hmm. not nice. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just kidding. I was just messing around being really mean right serious (laughs) yeah and then stephanie mom comes in and says you know what i'm going on vacation now ben we have to say comes in wearing a uh um hawaiian shirt hawaiian type shirt Mm -hmm. sunglasses looking like he's ready to go somewhere stephanie comes in saying she's gonna go on vacation she's gonna go ahead and do it and then she gives Ben a nice little kiss on the cheek. I'm sure the kids won't be any trouble while I'm gone. In her defense, he did offer in the beginning true. of the episode. It is very true. No, my because favorite he part of... conveniently ignores the fact that she was under hypnosis when she was like, hey, we should go to Aruba. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that was fine. Yeah. Sure, that, sure, that sure. was all right. Yeah, because that was my was favorite part that of that, that whole exchange was when the kids are like, oh, where are we going on vacation? He's like, well, your mother and I. I'm like, wait right. a minute. Hold on now. <laughs> Back and to truck no, up no, there, no. Ben. And again, it's the on-again, off-again thing. They play with their relationship in this whole series, which is, again, kind of dumb. Because um, <laughs> I watched some other episodes. And it's like they keep playing with it. It's like, are they together? Are they not together? Are they trying to be together? What's... Define the relationship, people. <laughs> uh, I, I did figure out the Franken the the components of the Frankenstein that is um, Derek McGrath and uh-huh. who he reminds me of. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give you three names. All right. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Peter DeLuise. Sure. Old Marlon Brando. Yes. And Bob mm-hmm. Newhart. There you yeah. Go. Oh, good combo. Like if you mis- if you just mash those three together like three piles of clay, you got Derek <laughs> McGrath. There's so the there's some there's actually some Linus Torvalds mixed in there. Like have you ever seen a picture of Linus <laughs> yes. Torvalds? It's yeah. real close. There, there I was is like, dang, a little I didn't bit know of that he did TV. <laughs> that is um, that is a good call. So the yeah. best is in in Kim's convenience. He plays like one of the local repair. Like he's a he's a repair guy, and all he does like every time he comes over to work is talk about how sad he is that his wife left him, <laughs> and it's like a whole thing, and it's just. It just feels very the same. It could be this character. Oh my gosh. That would be hilarious. Years later. It's just like sad his wife left him. It's good continuity. Yeah. Now I need to go back and watch that just to, to have that in my head canon. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Raul, by the way, is played by an actor named Ed Healy. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. I was Ed, close with one Chuck. Of, one of Ed Healy's known fours is 
the role of Raul in my secret identity. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when that, when so that's in your you top four, you have, <laughs> had, you've had quite the career. <laughs> it's hey, more of a career than any of us have had. Uh, you the, know, right? I mean, it's true. Yeah, he tried and he made it on Canadian television. That's mm-hmm. right. Way to go, buddy. And that's the end of the episode, folks, by the way. That they just ended there. Like, mom's mm-hmm. going on vacation. Ben is sad. My secret identity. Mom's going on vacation looking like actual Barbie. Because the, <laughs> the outfits in this show, man, it placed it in a time. Like, right. a very particular four to five year stretch yeah. mm-hmm. is where this lives. It's mm-hmm. not, you can't look at it and go, 90s, or look at it and go, 80s. It's no, like, it's, no, it's, it's in this cost. weird transitional period yeah. between the two. <laughs> yes. Where Neon was still alive and sideways ponytails were a thing. It was it was something else. Those vests, man, were those ever cool? Like, does anyone ever recall normal people who wore vests, or is this just Again, a Hollywood it, thing? It was all about layers, right? I you couldn't like, just wear a t-shirt. You had to wear a t-shirt with a vest over with it or a thing, jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the fifth on all of this. I definitely <laughs> had vests. I had vests. I remember silk shirts being a thing. Oh yeah, I made a lot oh, yeah. of choices. I. It's fine. <laughs> My mom was very supportive of my individuality, yeah. for better my or mom worse. Was, my mom was still dressing me during this period, so I yeah. just, whatever <laughs> she put in the closet is probably what I was wearing. Mostly Looney Tunes t-shirts, because mm-hmm. I was that kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We also had, you had the, uh, we, we, we talked about the steel-tipped motorcycle boots. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there was the the Wayfarer sunglasses that are like three different colors. It's the, yeah. the front of the frame is one color, and each <laughs> each side bow is a different color. Uh, all very all, loud. Saturation yes. is turned up high. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There were there were. I did see somebody in the background that had uh, the top. She had dark hair, but the top of it was dyed like red, just nice. like fire <laughs> engine red. It was quite impressive. Did anyone else notice that Kirk was a latchkey kid? He had yes. his key on a necklace. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool detail. Mm-hmm. Kirk's parents aren't at home. That's why he's punk. That's yeah. what they're trying to tell you there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> also, what is a dried chud? What? What is that? Good. How can I use it in a sentence tomorrow at work? <laughs> I think you just use it however you want, and everybody's going to assume okay. you're. You use it exactly the same way as Kirk did. Which is you, you reveal so- something mildly embarrassing to yourself, right, that sure. you find to be mildly embarrassing, and then tell the person, if you tell anyone, you're a dried chud. You're a dried chud. <laughs> and walk He's away. walk in. Walk away. Leave like, them This confused. project is such a dried chud. <laughs> People are like, what are you talking about? Again. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Listen to those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was my secret identity. Any any other thoughts, insights about this show from you guys? Yeah, I love talking about it with you all. Like yeah. I would watch it again <laughs> just to talk about it again because it's such a time capsule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I adore mm-hmm. it in a weird way. Uh, I would not sit and seriously watch this, but I would yeah. watch Party It with you all in a hot second and mm-hmm. oh, love absolutely. every minute of it. It's interesting too because it's a half hour basically multicam sitcom yeah or single cam sitcom um but but it's trying to be like the sci-fi type show which would usually be an hour long mm-hmm. and so they're fitting 
they're taking like the plot that you would have in an hour long sci-fi show and cramming it into a half hour sitcom with sitcom rules. Yeah. So yeah. it was just like you're hypnotized. Two scenes. You're not hypnotized anymore, and everybody's happy again. Like it just felt. I felt like. Did we miss something? Did I did I miss a part? Did, was there part of this video? No, no. That's just what it was, which no. is fine. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how much it's it's shot and played as a sitcom, but it's never comedic or trying yeah. to be comedic. You know? Yeah, it's funny, but unintentionally funny. It seems like. Uh huh. It's. I mean, it is. It has the ABC sitcom family TV. DNA just all over it. Yeah, like it, I mean, it looks mm-hmm. like it could have fallen out of a, a four o'clock after school block on any like TBS. Like it, that's where it that's where it lives in my mind. Yeah, like it's written and produced as if it's a sitcom, but it's it's shot like it's a you know sci-fi show. So it's it's yeah. mm-hmm. it's a weird just uh, you know mishmash, I guess. That I just, I wasn't, for whatever reason, when it started, I thought I was getting, all right, I'm getting, you know, not the X-Files, but, like, something like that. The X-Files, the Pretender, like, that type mm-hmm. of a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, an hour-long procedural. It's not what it was. And once I realized that it was a sitcom, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is, you know, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like you said, Stephen, a watch party type thing. Mm-hmm. I'd, be, oh, yeah. I'd be all for it. 100%. Yeah. If it was anywhere you could do that. Like... Yeah. Had to f- go on YouTube <laughs> to find it. So, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's my secret identity. Now, next week we have Stephen's pick. Stephen, what are we watching next week? We do, and we are we are stretching the definition of sci-fi real hard yes. with where we're going. But I could not, I can't think of any other uh, category that this show would fit in. And you're going to have to bear with me because I'm going to tell you the show and then I'm going to tell you the episode. The show is the Dick Van Dyke Show. Uh, And what you might not realize is that the Dick Van Dyke Show did have a sci-fi themed episode. And it is called It May Look Like a Walnut. Uh, I think this is one of TV Guide's most popular episodes of television ever created. Or at least it was back in the early 90s. Uh, But it is... It is an episode where we go on quite the sci-fi journey uh, with Dick Van Dyke and his amazing shenanigans. I cannot wait to watch this episode with you all. It's it's going to be great. There's a little foreshadowing, actually. If you watch the video of Those Were the Days, a clip from this episode plays during the intro. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, did you know? Now you do. Uh, also, there, if you didn't know, there's video for this show on the YouTube. <laughs> you can go find. So you should check it out sometime. You can see our beautiful faces. Except for Amy's this week. Her face is hidden behind a silhouette. I'm hiding. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's my secret. Just so identity. she can get just so <laughs> she can do her, her stealth attacks. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Yeah. So Oh that's excuse me. That's also season two, episode twenty of the Dick Van Dyke show. Available yeah. on Peacock, Crackle, Freebie, a handful of places you can watch it. Um, so go out there and, and check it out and join us next week. Excellent. For sure. Now, if you want to let us know your, excuse me, your thoughts and opinions on my secret identity or the Dick Van Dyke Show, you can write into us. Those days show what? What is it? Is it those days yeah, show? Those, or those, those were those the days show, show. Those were That's the days show at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on the app formerly known as Twitter, because <laughs> I refuse to call it anything else. At 
Thursday show. Um, or hi, just come join us on the Two Dorks Discord. That's the most fun. Mm-hmm. You should. Um, what's that one again, Steven? That is twodorks.net slash Discord. It'll drop you, you right in the chat. You can start saying hello. And we want your feedback. Like This is, this is not us just doing a bit the last 30 seconds of the show. Right. This is sincere. We want oh, to hear absolutely. from you. We want you to type us anything. Send us any messages you want. If you don't remember the Twitter and you know what Amy's Twitter is, send it to her. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll filter it out. Just hit yeah. us up, man. Absolutely. Get mm-hmm. out there. Definitely. Definitely. We want to hear from you because, like, mm-hmm. you know, there are folks out there. Maybe you loved My Secret Identity. You watched it all the time. Yeah. I'd mm-hmm. love to know that. Yeah. You know, where yeah. where did you Canadian. live that it was syndicated? Because it wasn't syndicated here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're Canadian and you love it. JF looking at you. Where where, yeah. where are you at? So. Um, but yeah. So this has been our show. We'll see you next week uh, as we talk about the Dick Van Dyke show. It may look like a walnut. I'm excited about this one. <laughs> so. For Amy, Stephen, and Travis, I'm Audie, and we'll see you next time when we talk more about how those were the days. Clapping. Is everybody ready?